0: It's Thursday, May the 21st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, super cyclone Ampan hits land and coronavirus hits record increase. First, the world in brief. Ampan, the strongest cyclone to hit the Bay of Bengal in over a decade, made landfall in the Sundarbans, a mangrove forest stretched between Bangladesh and India buildings were flattened and power lines felled, battered by 185 kph winds and 5-metre waves. Kolkata was flooded. In Bangladesh, 2.4 million people moved into storm shelters, among them hundreds of Rohingya refugees stowed on an island. The World Health Organization warned of the long battle ahead in the fight against COVID-19 after 106,000 new cases were recorded worldwide, a record daily increase. The number of confirmed infections has now passed 5 million. The disease is taking hold in poorer countries, just as richer ones are loosening restrictions. The outlook for Latin America is particularly gloomy. America's Supreme Court temporarily blocked a Democratic-controlled congressional committee from seeing portions of the official report into Russia's interference with the 2016 election. The delay gives the Trump administration a chance to keep redacted material from public view until after this year's presidential election in November. Meanwhile, a Republican-led committee ordered the subpoena of Joe Biden's son, Hunter, in an unrelated matter involving a Ukrainian energy firm. Britain's government admitted there will be post-Brexit deal checks on some goods travelling to Northern Ireland from the rest of the United Kingdom, despite having promised not to introduce them. Britain had agreed that Northern Ireland would continue to follow certain European Union standards to avoid nobbling its busy border with the Republic. Inflation in Britain fell to an annual rate of 0.8% in April, the lowest since 2016, and down from 1.5% in March. Low fuel and energy prices pushed inflation down at the fastest pace since the financial crisis. The euro area, meanwhile, recorded an annual inflation rate of 0.3% for April, down from 0.7% a month before. Rolls-Royce confirmed that it will cut 9,000 jobs, mainly from a civil aerospace division that makes jet engines as part of a bigger plan to reduce costs by about $1.3 billion annually. Air travel has virtually ground to a halt during the pandemic, and the company warned that the industry will take several years to recover. Most of the job losses are to be in Britain. And American authorities arrested a former Special Forces soldier and his son, whom Japanese prosecutors accuse of having helped Carlos Ghosn effect a daring escape. The pair may now be extradited. Mr. Ghosn fled Japan last December after being charged with financial misconduct while running Renault-Nissan, a car-making alliance. He maintains his innocence. He was allegedly spirited away inside a double base case. And now, here's today's agenda. Storytime with the Fed, America's central bank. It may seem odd that anecdotes would matter to monetary policymakers, given the enormous range of statistics at their disposal, but since last year wonks at America's Federal Reserve have been travelling around the country asking ordinary people about the state of the economy. The next such event is today, and given the current circumstances, the exercise may prove to be especially useful in helping them set monetary policy. Though everyone knows that the world's largest economy is in recession, the shape of it is not clear. Traditional economic indicators such as inflation, wages and GDP are now less reliable than they were because, for instance, lockdowns have disrupted their collection. The Fed will be interested to know which groups of workers are being affected most by layoffs. Another big question is for how long firms can survive with reduced or zero revenues. Again, nobody really knows for sure. Bunfight, McDonald's shareholder meeting. In recent years, the fast food giant's annual general meetings have been happy affairs. The firm's net margins shot up from 19% in 2016 to nearly 30% last year. The virtual shareholder gathering due to take place today will be rather less celebratory. McDonald's has been hit hard by the shutdowns precipitated by COVID-19. The burger chain's revenues declined by 6% and its net income plunged by 17% year-on-year in the quarter ending on March 31st. Now that parts of America and Europe are opening up, the company is suffering in different ways. Some workers have been threatened by customers angered at being told to wear masks. Employees have launched a class-action lawsuit in Chicago alleging the firm has provided inadequate safety equipment. McDonald's denies the charge. Even so, a once-rosy outlook has turned, in the words of its boss, into one that is challenging and unpredictable. Game On – TikTok's bet on esports Teenagers stuck at home with no school have more time than ever to spend on their smartphones. That is good for TikTok, a wildly popular video-sharing app that millions of them use. Earlier this month, the Chinese social media network waded into another industry benefiting from the pandemic, eSports. This week, it co-sponsored the TikTok Cup, in which players competed in several popular games for a combined $60,000 in prizes. The tournament, which ends today, is unlikely to be its last foray into gaming. On Monday, ByteDance, TikTok's parent company, hired Kevin Mayer, a former Disney executive, to become the app's new boss. It has already asked him to focus on developing the platform's nascent gaming operations. TikTok is not the only social media giant attracted to the industry, which is currently worth over $120 billion a year. Snapchat and Facebook, two American rivals, have also invested more heavily in gaming in the past year. Turkish Delight Erdogan and the Economy Today, Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan opens his latest mega project, a hospital built by a Turkish Japanese consortium boasting nearly 2,700 beds by video conference. Turkey has invested heavily in healthcare over the past couple of decades, most recently by building several vast hospitals. These have added to the country's debt pile, but have so far helped Turkey brave the worst of the Covid-19 pandemic. More pressing now is the economy. Turkey is bracing for its second recession in two years. The lira has fallen by 12% against the dollar this year. It was boosted yesterday when Turkey's central bank reached a $15 billion currency swap agreement with Qatar, an ally. This will strengthen the argument for an interest rate cut at today's monetary policy meeting. Turkey also hopes for a foreign currency loan from Japan. Expect Mr Erdogan to turn on the charm at today's hospital ribbon-cutting ceremony with Abe Shinzo, Japan's Prime Minister, who will help him with the task by video link. Little by little, Japan's reopening. The Japanese government will decide today whether to lift its state of emergency in the few prefectures where restrictions are still in force. The economy minister recommended lifting the state of emergency in Osaka, Kyoto, and Hyogo. Abe Shinzo, the prime minister, is expected to leave the official guidance in place for Hokkaido, Tokyo, and three surrounding prefectures. Most of Japan, 39 of 47 prefectures, already came out of lockdown on May 14th as the spread of COVID-19 has slowed in recent weeks. Though the government has no legal power to restrict its citizens' movements, its call to stay home has been widely heeded. Social distancing has helped Japan avoid a large-scale outbreak despite limited testing. The country has recorded just 768 deaths since its first on January 16th. Even so, Tokyo's popular governor, Koike Yuriko, has said restrictions in the capital would remain in place until at least the end of the month. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Alexander Pope, who was born on this day in 1688. Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed.